0: is episode 11 of the Undisputed Future Podcast. Episode 11, shout out to my Stranger Things fans out there. I am CD Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that one. That was good. I'm wearing I my AJ like Styles those. t-shirt
0: this week, guys. I'm trying something new to compare to face that runs the place. But thank you again for joining us. To my right, as usual, Nikki Six. Hey, everyone. It's good to be here. Great to be back. Nick, before we turn on the kayfabe engines and we go full into this episode of NXT, I want to address something a little bit serious happening in the NXT universe. The Manchester attack, you know, the world's been stirring about it. Absolutely. The terrible attack at the Ariana Grande concert not only hurt adults, but there were children injured in this, this just heinous act. One of those was Lily Harrison. Now, NXT champion... Our glorious champion, and I say that in a completely unjoking way this week, guys. Well, not completely this week. I'll get into that later. But champion Bobby Roode, Mark Andrews of the UK division, Nikki Cross looking as normal as I've seen her since that first six-woman tag team match I've seen her in, and Sasha Banks joining via Skype or FaceTime or something of the sort, visited Lily Harrison and her family in the hospital, Bobby Roode presenting her with a... Classic NXT World Championship replica. Mark Andrews presenting a signed version of the Progress Sweet 16 tournament bracket, I believe. Just a really heartwarming story. I came across it on the Reddit R Squared Circle. The article was on Sky Sports News, which I believe is the UK's premier source of WWE content. Nick, just a really, really yeah, good feel good story that. about this.
1: I hadn't heard that at all before you told me about it, and that's that's unbelievable to see that all them would you know you know break kayfabe and you know it's terrible that 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 happened, but it's you know it's really cool to see what the WWE will do for their fans.
0: The charity work in WWE, there's there's no underestimating how big of a deal it is just seeing Bobby Roode break character and present this little girl and just light her face up. I believe uh, the quote here, I felt sick a few minutes ago, but now I don't, by Lily, once uh, once Bobby Roode presented that title. Really emotional, really heartwarming, feel-good story in the NXT universe happening. Guys, check it out. Uh, you know, terrible shame, positive thoughts, all that good stuff to Manchester in this time of crisis and just uh, safety around the world. But, Moving on, episode three ninety five, three ninety six, three ninety-five of NXT, the June seventh no. edition. Nick, no way Jose returning to the ring against Sanity's Killian no way. Dane. No
1: way. Oh, wait. Well I'm sorry, I, I get I uh, every time The Fiesta's back in full song, man. It's see, very
0: very hard not to get excited for that one. And I we see, have the
1: first time he came out the like the first time he came out, I was taken By surprise, but making quite the impact last week. Part of the fiesta
0: against Sanity's big man, and they collide in the main event tonight. We also have Hideo Itami and Oni Larkin, and I know we use this term a lot on episode ten, but another hard-hitting matchup on NXT between those two. Cannot wait to discuss that. But Nick, first things first, we get a little emphasis. We get a little bit of tag team action. We get to see the boys in Heavy so Machinery much again.
1: wanted. Uh, I, I love seeing these guys. They're so much fun every time we get to see them. But not only did we get to see uh, them again, but we got to see Lars Sullivan. Lars
0: Sullivan, formerly known as Dylan Miley. Yeah. We all know how so he feels it. about tag team partners. His partner tonight, Victor Andrews. Victor Andrews appearing not oh nervous and then pulling a complete 180 he, once his partner he, was standing he, next he to him. He
1: tried. He tried very hard. There was a brave and, face on. And he on. failed.
0: <laughs> there was a brave face on from Andrews for I, a little while. When you're going up
1: against Tucker Knight, notice, Dozevich, and you're n- like not as big as Lars Sullivan. It's kind of hard not to be intimidated. There's some big dudes. And that is a lot of, like, just, there's a lot of dudes coming at you. Over 600. At any given moment.
0: Over 600 pounds behind heavy machinery. And uh, Lars was very impressive against Tucker Knight, though.
1: Absolutely, it was like, the. I, I really, I want to see Lars get a tag team partner that makes sense, so that we could see those two huge tag teams actually clash, and it just would be amazing.
0: Formidable opponent for Tucker Knight, Tucker Knight a big dude agility-wise, you know, him. him throwing out drop kicks is definitely unexpected. Otis, again, no scouts in the ring either. Heavy machinery, definitely a force to be reckoned with. We talked about this I mean, no,
1: even though we got the the name change, though, they did the same exact thing they did last time with Lars Sullivan when he was the, you know... Uh, what was the name again? I'm sorry. Dylan Miley. Dylan Miley, right. Dylan
0: Miley, Master Hand, if you can't if if you don't know anything <laughs> else, the guy's hands are the size of frying pans. It's the biggest standout feature, and he puts those hands to good use when you are not a good tag team partner. Heavy machinery hitting the compactor, which is that six hundred and fifty plus bearing down yeah, Tucker Knight got to on top of Otis name, like, Do- finally Do- Do- got Do- the name In a huge world's strongest slam-looking maneuver. And Lars Sullivan, once again, not happy. Victor Andrews meeting a very similar fate to Mikey Blaze, but forearms across the face. Nick, this was an absolute mugging.
1: Yeah, it was, it got really mean. <laughs> Honestly, he's just, he seems like a really angry fellow. And, and the worst part about it is he didn't do anything to break up the pin. You notice that. He stayed on his side and he stayed outside of the ring. And he didn't do anything to try to break up the pin. Victor
0: Andrews eager to or get in stopped this matchup. Mad,
1: like to stop the you know, fight in any way, shape, or form.
0: Victor was he was eager to get in this match once he saw Tucker Knight down on the ground. But once those big two power hosses in heavy machinery forged a comeback, Lars Sullivan was having none of his tag team partner. He just he wanted nothing to do with Andrews,
1: I I assume like halfway through the match. It was a quick switch, but once he turned that switch, it was bad.
0: A dominant show of power from Sullivan, uh, forearms across the face. We saw dominator-looking maneuvers. We I mean, saw... Do you think he's
1: going to keep getting these, these random tag teams, or do you think they're going to do the uh, usual NXT thing where they start to throw you know, one or two guys at, at a time to give them the singles division?
0: Let's see what happens as far as him getting tag team partners. Third time might be the charm. Uh, hopefully, it's a know. new, it's a new, uh, it's a new character name for you know Dylan Miley. It's a problem for him not being no, able to find a decent out. tag team partner. I
1: hope it works out for him. He's a he's a, he's a big guy, so there's not there's not a lot of big guys roaming around NXT right now. And I don't I don't think he's going far. Like I don't think he's jumping up to the main roster anytime soon. He's a homegrown talent, so we got him on NXT for a while.
0: We do need a monster in the singles division, I feel. We have Heavy Machinery, we have authors of Pain in the tag team division and uh we have Oh, Miss Gonzalez, I can't recall her first name, in the women's division. We saw her during the battle royal. Yeah, we but a, we, we, we have
1: we need a big monster figure in the uh other than Killian Dane, we have Killian Dane, but then again he may be in so the tag team though. division. The, the, it's they had that set- they had that tag team vignette. Oh, no, we're not we're, were we talking about that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, we I hear from the want, Authors of Pain. We and, heard uh, from the Authors of Pain later on in the episode. I didn't mean to like jump ahead, but no, it's all tag team
0: coverage, my dude. We're good we, here.
1: We we hear from the Authors of Pain later on in uh, Paul Ellering again, and it was an amazing vignette. But towards the end, we get flashes of every relevant sanity had its clip.
0: We did see Killian Killian Dane, and Alexander Wolfe working together in the tag team division, but we have not seen a large singles monster push in NXT for quite some time. Do
1: you think that Sanity is going to go more Freebird style, where it's like anyone can wear the title?
0: I think it could work for Sanity. I think we saw the combination of Eric Young and Alexander Wolfe as soon as last week. I thought that was a very interesting combination. We haven't seen that one if I recall, I don't believe we've ever seen that combination. No. Eric Young usually being on the sidelines and barking orders at his at his henchmen in uh, in Wolf and Dane. But uh, well, Young and Dane as a tag team was yeah, a very honestly, interesting combination. With
1: sanity. Another thing I wanted to bring up with them was that uh, lately I feel like it's more of a cohesive unit in the sense that that Eric Young is no longer the leader, and now he's more. They're, they're becoming a brotherhood in the sense that everyone's equal and they just kind of...
0: It's a level playing field yeah. when it comes to Sanity's and it's, chaos.
1: It's it's a nice... I, I like the, the chaos that it's going to bring. I could see everyone coming into their own and everyone becoming comfortable and I, I'm i loving what's happening. Like, just as a fan, I, I'm i just marking out right now, but so good with the Sanity stuff.
0: Sanity as a I wanna level... want to see
1: Sanity versus Sanity Machinery so bad.
0: As a level unit, though, back to that, Nick, a lot of factions not having a leader figure, I think that's good, too. I think of the New Day when I think of a presentation like that. The New Day feels like all three of those guys are level. We have the interesting combinations once in a while. We've been seeing big E-teaming with Xavier Woods, which is exactly like the Eric Young teaming with Killian Dane. You have that speed. You have that power. You could switch things up with a middleman who could kind of be more free-range, like an Alexander Wolf. I guess in that case it would be Kofi Kingston. But Sanity piecing a lot together, we heard from them in a vicious interview. We know they're here to take and take, and they are certainly a force to be reckoned with across the divisions in NXT. We hear from Nicky Cross later on as well. But first, Nick, we hear from Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong wants that NXT championship he and he doesn't just yeah, want it does. for him. He wants it for his fiance. He wants it for his handsome baby boy. Yeah, but the guy is driven out, right now.
1: He came out, he was talking about how happy he was in his life and how good things are going and that that's 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 a really bad choice. You don't go gloating about how happy you are and how good things are for yourself in the WWE. Even on NXT. Alright? Because there's someone in the back who's going to turn that around on you. Alright? Like, that was just a bad choice on him. I get it. You're happy. You had a big boy. Congratulations. We've heard that for the last month. Every time NXT was on. It's time to move on. It is time to show us what you're going to do. Stop talking about it. Roddy is going to verse the world, Nick. That's what he's going to do. I want to see him verse the world. He's going to verse the world. all I've seen him do is verse Sanity. And... Talk about his child and his MMA wife.
0: His beautiful MMA wife, as he praised it. Well, and-
1: <laughs> I, I, if you're going off of the next person you're about to bring up, you know, opinion. She's been homely looking, apparently.
0: Yes, a very sympathetic. Bobby Rood coming out with, I'm sure, a handkerchief that's more expensive than the computer I'm recording this podcast on. <laughs> coming out and just mocking Roderick Strong's heart, mocking his emotional story that he shared in the Who Is Roderick Strong segments? we've seen on NXT TV. I'm that, that's ba-
1: exactly what he is, though. This was
0: not Manchester Bobby Roode. This is the Bobby Roode we know. This is the His NXT Bobby Roode. This is the Bobby Roode I'm sick of hearing yap and yap and yap. He did it against Sodeo Otami, and now he's starting off with the man who he fought for that number one contendership in Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is just... We see how driven he is. We know that he can take it to Bobby Roode. You want
1: to talk about driven? How about a champion that is so comfortable with himself... That he literally handpicks his number one contenders. You can't handpick your number one contenders. He literally has, twice. He basically goes out to them, picks a fight with them, says that they're not worthy, makes them earn a fight with him, and then fights them. It's all psychological warfare with this man, and he is on top of everything. Everything. You're forgetting Hideo Itami straight
0: up, slapping him in the face and hitting him with the GTS, and then winning a number one contender's match, which he earned. He was not picked, but he was
1: told he had to earn it. By the glorious champion.
0: And you know what? Roderick Strong, I feel, is going to mind games. Roderick Strong is going to earn his opportunity in the coming weeks. Cannot wait to see what this main event scene in NXT looks like. We have a lot of credible talents right now. We have Hideo Itami with the chip on his shoulder. We have Cassius Ono throwing himself into the mix of things, which we'll get to in a little while. We have the hottest free agent signee in Drew McIntyre, who's been very impressive as of late. And, of course, we have now Roderick Strong. Nick, it's Roddy versus The World. Cannot wait to see where the next number one contender for the NXT Championship comes from.
1: Yeah, but who, who do you think is going to take on Roddy for this number one contendership? Like I do think pick. I do
0: think Roderick Strong is gonna be featured in the number one, another number one contender match. There's no denying that. I would love to see Strong versus McIntyre.
1: I don't know if they're gonna make him take a loss just yet. I really don't. That's that's a big jump. I think they're gonna make uh Itami uh, face off against him one more time just to see if he's ready for the match. You know, that's who he uh, took the loss to.
0: I mean, nothing proves you're ready for a championship match than fighting the last guy who fought for the championship right. outside of pinning the champion himself. So that is also a very good guess. But an interesting point you said. You said you don't think McIntyre's taken the loss yet. So you think Roderick Strong is our next number one contender. Absolutely. Okay. A little bit of an agreement there. Doesn't come around too often. Not, but
1: not usually, but uh, <laughs> Roderick nice. Strong
0: versus Bobby Roode. I think that has huge match potential. I think the heart of Roderick Strong against the dismissiveness, for lack of a better term, I guess, by our champion Bobby Roode as of late. I think that's a perfect prove you wrong type of story. He
1: has the he has the right to be a bit dismissive. The man is glorious.
0: Interesting take from that promo as well, Nick. I. I'm gonna take a quote that made me laugh here. Bobby Roode saying that he can take a selfie with the champ someday. Roddy, just a very he
1: just was all out, just rude,
0: truly. R U D E.
1: Rude, yeah. Just
0: the Alexa Bliss version of rude.
1: It was great. It was a fantastic promo. Excellent,
0: excellent back and forth. I'd, uh, Roderick Strong has not gotten much mic time since the Who is Roderick Strong segments. No, he I feel like to. that was very important, especially with him finally coming into his own and the title scene as well here on NXT. But Nick, moving on, we have a little bit of a woman's side segment
1: with Nikki Cross on a rooftop, and she wants Asuka. She is just is so psychotic. Why was she on a rooftop? Why? Maybe who thought it was good? Who thought it was a good idea to let her on a rooftop? First of all, maybe Sanity was
0: holding a secret meeting of sorts.
1: I, I don't. I don't. Know. Sanity
0: plotting their next move this in a desolate like area.
1: Rooftops of the new boiler room. <laughs> yeah,
0: twisted gimmick like Sanity could work with an environment as permanent and uh, iconic, I guess, as a I feel rooftop. Like there's a lot of
1: room for like faulting there.
0: So you think the sporadic actions of Nikki Cross running around on a rooftop can spell future disaster for, uh, for any sort of incident?
1: I just think whoever thought it was a good idea to open the door and let her record something on a rooftop clearly wasn't thinking it all the way through. Well,
0: if history has shown us anything, she can't be trusted in a studio with boom mics in it.
1: Well, I, well yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> Nikki Cross looking forward and looking to take from Asuka Nick a triple threat NXT TakeOver Chicago rematch. She elimination looks way more style.
1: motivated, and I'm excited. Like I'm excited for the whole Elimination-style match, the rematch from TakeOver. It's going to be a fantastic showing. We haven't seen Ruby Riot since, though. No. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how she reacts and bounces back from such a big loss at TakeOver. Because, you know, a lot of people can, you know, they take those those big losses and it, it changes their, you know, entire outlook on things.
0: I mean, nobody's going to take their first unsuccessful try at a championship yeah, lightly. It, I'm sure you've been in that situation it's yourself. It's not
1: an easy thing to do, you know. You get all your, you know, you get it all hyped up and you're ready. You're going to do it. You're going to be the champion. And you're you ready. this close. And you come this close and you just, you know, you can't, you didn't get to do it. It's it's a heartbreaking thing that you have to, you know, you have to get over, but some people can't and it's it's hard to move on from it. It is. I think the rebellious
0: so, spirit of Ruby Riot is gonna come into play. I think she's gonna bounce back pretty well. I think she's gonna analyze I a new so. game plan. I think this rivalry in an elimination style matchup, I think that drives the point home that they are going to try and get Asuka out of this matchup as quickly as possible. That's my early prediction for next week's NXT. Women's Championship a match. Smart move.
1: <laughs> That's definitely the smart move.
0: You want to take out the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow as quickly as possible. Speaking of undefeated, Nick, going back to the Authors of Pain, the focus on the NXT tag team division, it's blowing up. I think there's a lot of new faces to look out for. Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. I know a couple episodes ago, you really liked those guys stepping up the heavy machinery.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they're a great team up, I think that working together they can actually get some real traction I don't know if they're, they're going to be uh, Revival or Ascension or anything like that, but they do have they, they have good chemistry and in the sense that they're going to help advance each other's careers and I I can definitely see them There's a place a really for them in view. the NFC tag team division. There's I, I always see, that
0: place for that full of themselves, cocky tag team I feel I can like definitely every division that needs that, there's that an, sort of... There's
1: an expiration date on this tag team like, the egos are just too real in this tag team. It's a
0: battle of the draft picks if that tag team ever does break up. Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss, we spoke about heavy machinery earlier. We've driven home the DIY heartbreak from TakeOver Chicago. We mentioned Sanity working as a tag team together. Nick, one thing is for sure, Paul Elring says, happiness is a fantasy and pain is a reality, and that's all that seems to be coming to the NXT Tag Team Division. Pain coming to the NXT tag team division, but a newcomer coming to the NXT women's division. Nick, we had Peyton Royce of the iconic duo taking on the formerly known Sarah Bridges, now known as Sarah Logan from Louisville, Kentucky. She had a bit an of a entire, post-hardcore feel to her.
1: An entire redo. The name, the look, the entrance, the entrance music. Like and I like the arrow it. on the gloves. I, I thought that was pretty I, creative. I we don't know if it's a straight edge gimmick yet, but above it might the influence, be. it, it was, could just be
0: a fist coming straight at your yeah, face. Yeah, we
1: didn't know what exactly that was, but it was definitely cool. Nice little touch to you know add in there. I, I gotta I gotta bring it up as you know an in ring competitor. I saw a few things that you know Sarah Logan now, formerly known Sarah Bridges, uh, she was she was a bit slow to react on a few spots. She needs to also work on her strikes. There wasn't very much, you know, impact behind them. I feel like she can definitely fix that. But otherwise, you know, a a very big turnaround. I liked the the revamp of the style, and I liked that she was working well with Peyton, so I'm I'm intrigued to see where that gimmick goes.
0: A good match between these two ladies. We saw a few new tricks out of Peyton Royce's Ooh, arsenal as well. We a saw
1: roundhouse by Peyton, all right? A spinning
0: crescent kick. Oh, spinning the crescent kick. spinning kicks. outside oh, crescent kick delivered to Sarah Bridges' face. From yeah. the senpai himself. <laughs> a very impressive strike from the long-legged Australian Nick. We also saw a uh, inverter breaker?
1: Uh, uh you were right, I'm sorry like you were right when you called it at the show. It was uh two suplexes that led into a Death valley driver and it the was the roll
0: it was the roll after Peyton roll Royce through. did the Death Valley Driver that threw me it off just a little bit for a second so there so good excellent combo
1: such a good signature a, a great new combo signature she did however finish up with her usual finisher of the fisherman suplex and it hook the leg the Peyton perfect plex I don't know exactly what <laughs> she calls it it kind of does look like the, uh, the perfect plex that so. bridge
0: is beautiful it was an excellent match between these two ladies cannot wait to see where Sarah Bridge Uh, Of Sarah Logan eventually finds her spot in the women's division. Nick, very good insight about her in ring
1: ability, but do you think she has promise? Yeah, she definitely has uh, a spot in NXT, and I like to see where it's going to go. I feel like she's uh, uh, cutting it a little close to the Nikki Cross gimmick with the uh, hardcore rocker gimmick, but at the same time, there's definitely room to advance. Uh, I like her style, but, you know, like I said before, she needs to react a bit quicker and work on those strikes.
0: Tighten up the screws a little bit,
1: as it were, and
0: somebody who needs to, I guess, tighten himself up would be Andrade Cien Almas. Andrade not having a good night last week. There was some stuff we didn't see. He he didn't
1: even react. That was just despicable. Being very rude. And then out of nowhere, some vixen-like, beautiful Latina comes out of nowhere and slaps the taste out of his mouth.
0: This is what you are now? By the way, he was ignoring Christy St. Saint- Saint- Cloud. Christy St. Saint- Cloud, the newest... How do
1: you... How do you NXT ignore NXT that beauty.
0: Oh my God. Another gorgeous blonde on the NXT roster. I
1: uh, know I'm not usually into blondes. Wow.
0: Great interviewer too. I really like her. I bet
1: Corey Graves is interviewing all these ladies and like, yeah, hiring all these in new interview... Oh, yeah, this is definitely the work of Corey Graves. Thank you, Corey Graves. I
0: think he's married, but he is still called the savior of misbehavior. That's but drifting right. away from that, his own misbehavior seems to be costing him Andrade. Andrade taking another loss last week to Cesar Banani, not wanting to respond to that. And uh, how do you think he's going to respond to this woman? Who do you think I that know woman idea. was?
1: Honestly, but before I put my insight, honestly, I, I we would like to get your insight on this. We'd like to know who you think it is. Is it his wife? Is it maybe his sister? Is it a former lover?
0: There are many possibilities in the world of Andrade Cien Almas. Guys, at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. I'll be mentioning it again later on when we do our social media wrap-up. But wrapping up a, I guess, face run for Hideo Watami. Hideo Watami Showing his viciousness against Only Orkin tonight, Nick.
1: He had a new intensity in him. I mean, he's been showing it a bit lately, but not quite like he did tonight, honestly. It was... Just kinda of mean.
0: We've seen some it's really mean we've seen some brashness out of a tommy You know, he pulls down his knee pad, he'll jump over you, he'll kick yeah, you. Yeah.
1: That's just a certain amount he he knows how good he is and he's gonna show you and the world.
0: But we and haven't honestly, seen this.
1: We've enjoyed that. That's that's always nice.
0: <laughs> confidence how confidence on the competitor, competitor is important. Been, but but this viciousness, this heartlessness, granted. It was a hard-hitting matchup between him and Orny Larkin. These guys were throwing open-handed slaps at each other. They were chopping each other in the chest. They Honestly, were I, wanna, each I wanted ribcage. to get this out
1: there. This is not likely, but Larkin barely got out of the freaking gate. Hideo was on him like white on rice.
0: Hideo Itami moving with some viciousness again. And then, sp-
1: I don't know, literally, as I was writing it, like I was writing down, like... Uh, Lorkin was struggling to get out the gate and all, and then, bam! Just comes out of nowhere with, like, this 18-combo hit. It was just open-hand strikes. and so He hit him so many times that he went from the middle of the ring to outside the ring, and wow.
0: Only Lorkin, again, no joke. Nick, we've said it before. He's one of the hardest workers in NXT. Yeah, but
1: when was the last time you actually seen Lorkin take a beat like that? I mean,
0: nobody can come back after three GTSs after being struck like that, after being kicked like that. Nearly four. Nearly four is right. A vicious attack. Three consecutive GTSs on Oni Lorcan from Hideo Itami. We saw a little bit of this fire post-NXT TakeOver Chicago. Cassius Ono seemed to have cooled him down a little bit last week, Nick. Cassius having to come out again and try and talk some sense into Hideo.
1: Hideo was not having it this week. No, this week he, he wanted to see no part of anyone. He wanted to do his damage and let his intentions be known to the NXT universe and Ono was not having that. He was coming out to say exactly that and it was, Oh no. Oh no? Not do that to Ono. Oh no,
0: you will not show poor sportsmanship as long as Cassius Ono is around Nick, a no decision for this matchup after... Well, we think it's a no decision. We're
1: not sure if it's a draw, a KO, or a disqualification. There was a bit of debate between our friends while we were watching. And we'd like to know again what you think of uh, whether or not it was a knockout, a disqualification, or a draw. Because the uh, actual call by the ref was not... It didn't come through until after Cassius Sono had come out and there was some shoving between the two So we'd like to get your uh, feedback on that and what you think, how that match ended.
0: Again, a non-decisive finish to that match, I I would call it. I
1: I don't know exactly how it ended, but it was... Do you think we're going to get Ono versus uh, Hideo?
0: This new viciousness of Hideo needs to be put to at least a bit of a stop. And I think Cassius Ono is not going to let him or anybody else in the NXT locker room get pushed around so by. Be the? be like, Spadans "Oh, no, I'm Hideo. gonna put you in your
1: place, boy." Exactly right.
0: <laughs> so I do think we get Cassius Ono versus Sadeo Otami. I mean, they're the both ring future. generals
1: and they they both have, you know, their in-ring acumen and they they they've both been around the world, they've done it all and it's going to be an amazing feud.
0: Cassius Ono versus Hideo Otami, a possibility. Nick, moving back to the women's division, we heard from Ember Moon tonight.
1: Yeah, we did. We heard from Ember Moon in a big way. And obviously they were asking her about the NXT women's division in the title scene. But she was uh, uh, putting that off to the side a bit. She wants to go and take on the iconic duo before going anywhere near the title scene.
0: Some unfinished business between her and the iconic duo is right, Nick. She said next time though, the next opportunity is the opportunity for Ember Moon she still wants to be the one to dethrone Asuka. I think she might be pulling for the Empress of Tomorrow to retain her championship next
1: week. I, I think she might be also. I mean, I don't know how far she'll go to ensure that. I mean, she is Ember Moon and she is rash at times. So you never know. That might come into play.
0: A driven superstar in Ember Moon. Speaking of a driven superstar, Nick, our main event, a revamp. Oh, excited to what be back. No way, Jose. And Killian Dane. Let's start things off fresh. We saw two extraordinary entrances for this match. It was
1: fantastic to see No Way Jose and his charismatic entrance. Every time he comes out to the ring, the entire Full Sail Arena, and I'm jealous of Full Sail, so I hate them, but. They they get up, and they party, and they have such a good time.
0: You see the wave in the crowd.
1: It, it looks, just, just, it there, looks so fun. There's a whole fun. lot of groove going I, on. I love No Way Jose, and I no love Way the Jose. character. It was great to see him back. It really was. But moving on, Killian, Killian Dane. Dane. Woo! The man got his own entrance, and two, he, they took the Sanity music. And they meshed it together with Killian Dane's own personal music, I'm assuming. And then they added in some, like, bagpipes. <laughs> or flute. There was some, some real, like, Irish really good flute. effects.
0: It was the sanity theme with some Irish effects. It was very, very Celtic. And the Beast of Belfast definitely deserves that intimidating Celtic entrance. Flutes, thank you. It reminded me, and you'll be able to relate to this comparison Season 3 of Sons of Anarchy, again, this is a spoiler-free zone across the board, but Season 3 of Sons of Anarchy came to oh mind right away. God. It takes when a lot. When they
1: did the whole, right world, yes. and it was like... The Irish, the Irish remix
0: of that. That's what came into my head when I heard Killian Dane's entrance tonight.
1: That was a good one.
0: Something interesting happening, though, after the entrance, Nick. The rest of Sanity going to the back.
1: Yeah, I was a bit thrown off by that. What, what was your take on that, man? Like, I, I had no idea what the whole idea behind that was. I think
0: it was sanity sending a message. I think they said we don't need to be together to be dominant. We could send our biggest, baddest guy at you, and that would be Killian Dane.
1: I respect that. Honestly, I thought it was more. I thought it was. You I thought it was more Dane in the sense that he wanted to. He felt like he had something to prove.
0: I do think Sanity as a whole has somewhat something to prove right now. What I mean by that is they've taken a few vicious losses. It started with Eric Young and the Ty Dillinger steel cage match. We've been seeing Roderick Strong, No Way Jose, and Cassius Ono get a few things over on them lately. I think that this match tonight was very important for Killian Dane as a single star, as well as Sanity as a faction, saying that NXT is still their stopping grounds.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh they definitely needed a big win and tonight was in fact a big win. But at the expense of No Way Jose's return, um, I'm not so sure that it was, you know, worth that. No way Jose's been away for a good long while and WrestleMania, it's he missed takeover. I I, I would twice see, yeah, I was excited to see him back. And then Boom, huge loss. Where did, how do you come back from that?
0: It did not come easy for Killian Dane, though. No way, Jose, showing oh, that he always turns fiestas into a fight. He brings that Dominican fire, but again, not enough to take down Sanity's big beast. And Not even close. Killian Dane, Dane is just a force to be reckoned with. The guy is agile. He set up the Ulster plantation in the corner, and No Way Jose is a tall guy. He is. Nobody a brings a size comparison to Killian dude. Dane, but No Way Jose was able to stand it eye to eye. Two hundred
1: and fifty pounds of just pure brawn,
0: dude. No Way Jose taking the Ulster plantation. A big guy like that getting turned inside out. I I was speechless. What a match!
1: This it was took- super unexpected win. Uh, like a fantastic back and forth action. The whole match was pure, just adrenaline.
0: Took a while to knock down Killian Dane, but no way Jose. No way Jose, fighting and fighting and fighting, but again unsuccessful. And what does this win do for sanity? We discussed. You know, I brought up that it was a big win for them as a faction. Where do they go from here? Do you think the success carries with Eric
1: Young or Alexander Wolf? I think it's definitely going to. You know, uh, it's going to reinvigorate them. It's going to show the rest of the team exactly what it's, is on the line. Nikki Cross getting this title. If, if Nikki Cross wins the title next week, that could do wonders for Sanity. That would be the first piece of hardware. On the entire NXT universe. Like That would be great for Sanity, but it could be chaos for us.
0: Nikki Cross being the only member of Sanity to touch upon a title scene so far. So it would be definitely so interesting to see her be the first person to bring the hardware and like take. Like you said
1: earlier, there was little glimmers of sanity and the tag team scene, possibly. So,
0: we could see a unique freebird combination of that. I mean, Cannot... they
1: are—they are like one of the only tag teams other than Heavy Machinery, and Heavy Machinery is not that concrete right now. They're still somewhat new, so Sanity is the only concrete tag team. Sanity is
0: really a very, have. very well-established team. We've seen exactly. them in countless combinations. You know, we brought up the different combinations that they can use. I think they can formulate quite a plot to take it to Paul Ellering's master strategies as well. And that
1: heel-on-heel do, like, that heel-on-heel match is just... It's got to happen. Oh, a
0: lot of hatred between those two. It has to happen. Between... No matter what combination of sanity you put in there, it's going to be two mean guys against two mean monsters in the Authors of Pain.
1: I mean, uh, a lot of times, heel-versus-heel matches, face-versus-face matches they're hard they're 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 hard to get it off the ground you know it's it's hard to get a fan reaction when everyone's booing for everyone in that scenario they're booing for the right reasons there's going to be a clear
0: or you see the other side of that nick you see that you're split down the middle and some have could be rooting for sanity while being fans of the authors of pain and vice versa And you just get so conflicted, you sit there quiet, and that's not good for business either.
1: No, no, it's not. But I I, I think in this scenario, it's going to work out for them.
0: I think Sanity versus Authors of Pain writes for a very interesting matchup, but let's look forward to next week. Next week, Drew McIntyre makes his return to in-ring action. Woo! Can't wait to see who he faces. I don't believe
1: his opponent was announced. No, it was not. It was just announced that he would be in action next week. So it's probably going to either be a no-name or just a quick match. But at the same time, it's still him. He's back.
0: Drew McIntyre Woo. making another in-ring appearance. Cannot wait to see that guy go again. And we talked about I it think before. I did
1: say last week that he's been on every episode since we started. So that I was mean, like I know Jimmy
0: we've straight. talked about him every episode. Yeah. They've definitely given us a reason to. Like, before we announced the match for next week, they brought us to the familiar promo package that showed his WWE accomplishments. Did. Accomplishments as well. So, uh, Drew McIntyre definitely getting a heavy presence on NXT TV. Can't wait to see where his next place is on a TakeOver card. Cannot wait to see a TakeOver rematch. I bring it up again because I'm so hyped. Elimination Triple Threat for the NXT Women's Championship. Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross against the undefeated Asuka. It's going to be hard hitting. It's going it's to bring that toe-to-toe feel that Asuka wants. It's going to be she's going to have to go through her opponent's one by one, and stand her ground as best she can.
1: And uh, it's it's going to be an epic match. But a uh, quick segue, I want to go one more time and uh, hype up the fact that August 19th is not only NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, it is SIWA Livewire, ladies and gentlemen, where you will get to see the finest of Staten Island wrestling, and you will also get to see Nunzio and... Uh, Matt Stryker. Oh, that's right, Nunzio and Matt Stryker. You will not only get to see Nunzio and Match Striker, but you will get to see the undisputed future podcast's own Nikki Six. I will be competing in a hardcore match. It is going to be absolutely amazing, and I cannot wait. It is my first in ring competition in almost a year, and I am super hyped to get back into the ring and kick some asses. Nikki Six making
0: a return to the ring, and I will be making a debut at commentary. Hopefully, calling it that great action. Cannot wait to see what S I W A brings if you can get out to that guys please do it's a great pre-show for nxt takeover brooklyn three it's it, it it's is going be awesome. to be
1: taking place in newark new jersey if you guys want tickets or want any more information please contact us at the undisputed future Podcasts twitter and facebook
0: undisputedfuture.podcast at com is also a successful way to contact us especially in matters like this Guys, if you want to pick up tickets or even if you want a copy of the flyer just to see the kind of action that you can expect before you make up your mind, that is fine too. I'll be in contact with you. Nick has all the information as well. But uh Nick, with that plug, I believe that will wrap up episode 11. That's it,
1: episode 11. We are
0: we're into double digits That's now, man. Great. This is happening.
1: Man. Guys,
0: thank you so much for it's been listening. Quite the, ride. the consistency, the amazing feedback we've gotten on social media, it's really meant a lot. Next week, Drew McIntyre, NXT Takeover Chicago rematch for the women's championship. Cannot wait to see it. Cannot wait to discuss it. This has been CD Danny Mac once again, accompanied by
1: Nikki Six. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We can't wait to see you next week.
0: Undisputed Future Podcast, Episode Eleven. Guys, we'll see you for the Dirty Dozen episode next week.